Funding for this class is provided by Benjamin Arieh and family in loving memory of Raphael, son of Chacham Rabbi Chia. Fourth blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who straightens the back. When you sit up, you straighten out your back. So you thank Hashem for straightening, straightening you out. Now, what does this mean on a deeper level? What are we thanking Hashem for? You know, the difference between a human being and an animal is the animal goes through life and the animal never once looks up to heaven. The animal is horizontal. The head of the animal... Spaces down. The head of the animal, exactly, is on the same level as the back of the animal, and its head is facing the earth, facing downwards. Because the animal's life is about one thing. It's natural life. Its whole life is about its, its uh, circulatory life, and its, its, its biological life. It's all about self-preservation. Where am I going to eat? And how am I going to extend my existence? <coughs> how am I going to survive? And that's what occupies the animal. The animal is not thinking great, deep philosophical thoughts <laughs> and is not wondering <laughs> about things and who am I. The animal is completely unself-aware. The animal just thinks about one thing. How am I going to live another day? How am, I, how am I going to extend my existence? Its whole life is its physical life. There's nothing else. The, the head is almost the same level as, as its tail. <laughs> it's horizontal. A human being was given a gift. We are the only creatures that walk in two. That's a gift that Hashem gave us the ability to look up. We look up. We wonder, what's my place in the universe? Why am I here? We're the only ones in the universe who ask, in, the, in our physical world, that ask the existential questions. Not what am I here? How am I going to survive another day? How am I going to extend my existence and continue my existence for another day? How am I going to extend my bank account? How am I going to extend my influence and my power and my fame? But why am I here? What's the meaning of my life? What's the purpose? What's it all about? Where's the light? So we have that ability to ask that question. Why? So when we go to sleep, we become like the animal. We also become horizontal. <laughs> we lie down. Because we're in our sleep, the only part of us that functions are our lower parts. Our circulatory system, our respiratory system, our digestive system works very well when we're sleeping, relaxing, so it works. But our mind, our brain, our higher functions are asleep. Our consciousness is asleep. So we're like the animal then. There's no difference in us and the animal. When we wake up and we sit upright, which distinguishes us from the animal, we thank Hashem and we bless Hashem and thank Hashem for this, for this tremendous gift. Because we have the ability. Hashem created us that we walk upright because we were meant, and Hashem gave us the ability that the mind is on top, then comes the heart, and then comes the body, the action. Because we were given the ability to mind over matter. The mind could control the heart. We have that ability. We have to exercise that ability. It's a gift, a privilege that we were given 
it's a right that we were given, but most of us don't choose not to exercise that right. <laughs> but it's an ability that we have. You know, the word melech, king, stands for three, th- is an acronym for three words in Hebrew. The mem is the moyach, the brain. The lamed is the lave, the heart. And the chaf is the kaveh, the liver. Because a king is someone who is in that order. The mind comes first, mind over heart, mind over matter. My mind directs and controls and guides the heart. And the mind makes the decisions, chooses where my passion should be, how I should direct my passions. Then you have the heart, and then you have the actions, the expression. What if a person, like most people, which allow their heart to control their mind, they live, they follow their heart. As society today, Psychology 101 encourages people, just follow your urge, follow your instinct, and follow your heart. Heart over mind. Then you're a lemmach. <laughs> the lamed comes first, the lev, then comes the mayach, the heart, the mind, and then comes the covenant. So Hashem gave us this incredible ability that mind over matter. And we see that we have that ability. You know, it's interesting. Even people in their own personal lives, they're out of control. They have zero self-control. Totally indulgent. Say whatever they want. Think whatever they want. Do whatever they want. They have zero self-control. Zero impulse control. When it comes to business, when it comes to things that matter in their own personal lives, they are paragons of virtue. They put Mother Teresa to shame. The <laughs> amount of self-control and self-discipline is astounding and astonishing. I don't know if monks who, who meditate for nine hours a day have that amount of self-control. You know, in business, the customer is always right. If you want to stay in business, the customer is always right. Not by me. <laughs> If you want to flourish in business, the customer is always right. You know, it reminds me of the story. The, uh, the, the, the owner tells his, his employees every day, reminds them, remember, the customer is always right. And one day he sees that the, the, customer, the employee is arguing with the customer. He's furious. He calls him into his office and says, how many times do I have to tell you? Didn't I tell you the customer is always right? You want to put me out of business? He says, yeah, but boys, you don't understand. The customer insisted that he was wrong. <laughs> the customer is always right. Now, the customer comes in and you feel like he's such a nudnik. He or she is such a nudnik. You feel like hanging them up. <laughs> you feel like yelling at them. And you keep on smiling. Control yourself. So, I'm angry. So, they're getting on my nerves. So, I can't take it anymore. So what? Business is business. I don't want to destroy my business. You keep on smiling. You're nice. You're pleasant. Service is the key. Any successful, flourishing business knows the service. So we see that when it comes to things that matter, you have a choice. You have mind over matter. There's no such thing as I don't, can't control myself. It's nonsense. Every human being was given the ability to control themselves. People who say they're DDA, they, they don't have any zitzflesh, they can't sit. You notice... Talk to people about things they care about. Kids who suffer from ADD, they're watching their favorite sports show they can watch for four hours. No problem. 
talk to people about their finances, about their money, they'll sit for three days. There's no problem with zitzvah. Talk to them about themselves, they'll sit for weeks. When something matters to you, you have self-control. It's a gift that Hashem gave us. Mind of a matter. We're not animals. We're not creatures of instinct of habit. Genes are not destiny. There's a gene for alcohol, yet there are 20 million recovered alcoholics in America. Genes are not destiny. We have the power to overcome our natural abilities and urges and instincts. That's the gift that Hashem gave us. The mind should lead. Mind over the heart, mind over matter. The mind should guide and direct. And the mind should not be horizontal, should not be on the same level as the rest of the body, like the animal. Your mind should not be just about how am I going to earn my living, how am I going to survive. God did not create the mind just in order to figure out how to pay your bills. The mind is so complicated. The human mind is more complicated than the whole universe together. That's how complex the human mind is. Hashem did not give us a mind just to figure out how to pay our bills. The mind was given to us as a gift to become aware of Hashem, to use our mind to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the awareness of Hashem, to be able to distinguish between truth and falsehoods, right and wrong, good and evil, light and darkness, to be able to see, to perceive, to penetrate, to look, things, to look, look at things in a much deeper way. So the mind has to be erect, the mind has to be tall, the mind has to be higher, it can't be on the same level as the body. When the person's mind is on the same level as the body, it reminds me of the story of the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe who founded the yeshiva, the Lubavitcher yeshiva, which we're all students of, graduates of, all the shluchim are graduates of this yeshiva. So one of his prized students in yeshiva was a great Torah scholar, he used to spend hours praying every day. And then he got married, and he went into business, and he became very successful. He opened up one of the most, uh, largest manufacturers of galoshes. You know, when it rains, he put on galoshes. He became very successful. And slowly but surely, he drifted away. Suddenly, didn't have time to study Torah so much, didn't have time to pray. But every year, he would go visit the Rebbe. And when he'd go visit, he would have a private audience with the Rebbe. And when he went into the, to the Rebbe, the Rebbe says, you know, all my life I've seen people put their feet into their galoshes. First time in my life I see a person put his head into galoshes. <laughs> his head, he was horizontal like the animal. His head and the rest of his body were on the same level. His, his head were, were in his feet, in the galoshes. So we thank Hashem for giving us this gift of making us erect, separating between the head. The head is taller, the head is above. When we stand up tall, the feet play a very vital role. Because if you trip, it's not only your legs that fall. If you trip, your whole body falls. You can bang your head, God forbid. You can hurt your head. The feet have to walk upright. The feet have to walk straight without falling, without stumbling. So we thank Hashem for this gift because also in a spiritual sense, 
The feet play a very vital role. The feet symbolize our deeds, our actions. It's not enough to be cerebral, to be aware, to be conscious, to understand, to learn, to study. It's not even enough to feel and to have all the right feelings and to work on your personality and character. Most importantly, you have to have, your life has to be filled with good deeds, with action, with the right action. You have to act Jewish, speak Jewish, think Jewish. And when you act Jewish, then you won't stumble. Then you will, your whole self will be, you'll follow in the, in the right path. And your head, your heart, and your legs are all aligned, are all on the same page. And you become a unified, whole, strong person. Also, making us straight is, it's important to have, to be erect, to have an erect posture. Not just physically, it's important to have an erect posture, but spiritually. You have to have a backbone. You have to have a spine. A person who has no spine, a person who has no backbone, you can have all the limbs, but if your backbone is not straight, if your spine is not straight, you just collapse. The spine holds you up. It's the spine that keeps you all together. A person who doesn't have Jewish pride, you can do everything that's right, but you're lacking one major ingredient, which upholds the whole body, which is that pride, that backbone. That, you know, we are a stiff-necked people. It takes courage to do the right thing. It's not always easy to do the right thing. It's not always politically correct to do the right thing. It's not always popular to do the right thing. You have to have the courage to be able to do that. And this is what distinguished the Jewish people. We are stiff-necked people. Because in order to be Jewish, when 99.9% of the world opposed us and attacked us and maligned us, you had to, have very, you had to be very strong. You had to have a lot of pride, a lot of courage. Our ancestors for 3,800 years had that backbone and the stiff-neckedness and that spine. and that They stood tall and proud. So we thank Hashem. We're also asking Hashem to give us this divine energy to bless us. They give us the divine energy to be able to stand tall. Zeikev kefufim, instead of being bowed down and bending ourselves and bending to every wave and following and conforming and just assimilating and conforming to, to every wave that's out there, we should be stand tall and erect. We have to stick to our values, stick to our principles, whether it's correct, it's not politically correct, whether it's popular, not popular. And even if and we're ready to pay the price for our principles, that's fine. We're not going to bend in our principles. Can't be bowed down and bend. We have to stand up. Who gives us the strength to stand up? Hashem. When we say Hashem's name, that's when we stand. We're going to learn in tomorrow's daf. That's when we stand. We stand erect. We stand tall. So we Hashem bless. We're blessing Hashem. We're asking Hashem to draw down this energy and the strength to give us the strength. To be able to stand tall, to stand proud, to stand erect, and not to bend or bow down, and not to compromise on any of our principles and our Yiddishkeit. You see how each blessing, when we say it in the morning, it has so much meaning. It's pregnant with so much meaning and significance. It's not just the physical, the simple level. Of course, the rooster crows, you open your eyes, you stretch your arms, you, you, you sit up in your bed, you sit up erect. Each one of these blessings has so much meaning. And therefore, when you say the blessing and you understand the deeper meaning, it comes alive for you. You know, this, meaning, this blessing means so much and so much impact and force and power. 
and it sets the tone for the day. This is how a Jew starts his day, with these blessings, armed with all these blessings. So this is like the Shmanesri at the beginning of the day. We're starting out with the 18 blessings at the beginning because we need that divine intervention, that divine help to set the tone for the whole day, to give us that hope and that optimism and that strength and that, and that energy and to face the rest of the day. Any comments, questions, thoughts? You don't have to agree with anything that was said. When you say the mala and the lamef, there is a third possibility when the kaf comes first and the mem at the end. You know what I'm getting? Klum. Klum. Shame. Klima. Shame. Kelem, or also it's destructive. It's destructive. When a person lives that way, it's self-destructive. It's a self-destructive lifestyle. It's It's a road to nowhere. It's a nihilistic lifestyle that's propagated today, which is total nihilism, total self-destruction, total meaninglessness. It's absolute meaninglessness. It's shocking how this has become the norm and this has become the great philosophy of the day and the great cause of the day, educating our youth to live a life of total meaninglessness, absolute meaninglessness, absolute nihilism. Life is absolute meaning. The only thing that matters in life is have fun in the moment, fun for the moment, live for the moment, absolute meaninglessness and this it's, it's shameful klima also comes with the word shameful it's bushes v'charbus it's a shame it's, it's embarrassing Any, anyone from any other time in history would land in our day and age would be shocked at the educational system this is what we're educating our youth we're robbing our youth of life of meaning of everything that makes life worth living we're giving them nothing we're teaching them not, not only are we teaching them nothing we're teaching them nothingness as a value, as, as, as a great value, as culture, as progress, as if this is progress. This is not progress, this is regress. So you're right, it's klima, it's shame, it's klum, it's nothing, it, 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 it's kalim, it's destructive, it's all of the above. Very good. <laughs>